Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome to another Can I Own podcast. I am your host, Art Veal. Uh, In this podcast, we discuss a bunch of different topics relating to buying a house and uh, renting to own and all different kinds of ways about you uh, uh, basically purchasing or acquiring uh, a new home or your first home. For many of you, it might be your first home. And today's topic uh, is a topic that I have gotten a lot of requests for, a lot of inf- uh, a lot of people have asked for me to discuss. And so I'm going to tackle this head on. It's a lot of information, but hopefully I can kind of break it down so that it makes sense for everyone. Today's topic is how can I buy a house if I don't have sufficient credit or I don't have savings for a down payment um, to go through a traditional lender and go get a mortgage on a house. So um, if you've watched any of my previous or listened to any of my previous podcast or checked out the Can I Own website, you'll see I'm always talking about buying a house if you don't have credit and you don't have money for a down payment. Um, and so today I'm going to discuss a few of those, uh, the best ways that I know how to accomplish that goal. So if you're uh, open-minded, then this is the podcast for you. So the first thing I want to touch on is the type of person that would look for something where they can buy a house with no credit or savings. Um, because some of you may be asking, well, why should you buy a house if you don't have credit or savings? And there's all kinds of reasons. Um, people can have, it's not necessarily that they don't have great credit. They might just have a credit setback or something that happened on their credit that's holding them from being able to qualify for a traditional lender. Um, And so they might just have a credit setback and it's going to take a while to um, get that cleared off their credit. Or maybe you don't know how to clear that off your credit. And so you're going to uh, look for other options. Or let's say you don't have savings. People all the time, life happens. And so um, if you don't have savings, you might want you might have credit or something like that, or you might have everything you need except the money for a down payment. And in that case, you don't want to wait. And so you're looking for some other options as far as how you can buy a house. Um, there are probably three different situations you fit into if you want to buy a house uh, the way I'm going to describe. The first is if you have credit, you have a good income, but you don't have any savings. Um, the first thing I would suggest is that you get a very easy and very easy to follow budget. Um, in, on, on can I own, I I give people the bulletproof budget DVD, uh, that we have, and it explains how to set up an easy budget because if you have a budget in place, it doesn't have to be complicated, but a very simple budget in place, then you can easily build savings and you can use what's called OPM, which is other people's money to build savings. And that works really well. Um, the second type of person is a person that has no credit or very bad credit. They have good savings and they have good income. Um, again, it's not so much that you can't buy a house. It's a lot usually that just that you have to wait until the credit gets cleared up. Or if you don't know how to clear up the credit, then you have to, um, go through a service or you have to learn how to clear up credit. Um, you know, we, and in, in, on Can I Own, we teach families how to, get their credit cleared up. I have a webinar that we uh, offer that teaches families how to clear up negative issues on their credit. Um, And that might be something you want to consider because you do need to work on your credit. Your credit does not fix itself. Even with time, uh, you still have to do some things. And the third group is for people that have credit and savings. They have both of those, but they don't have any significant or no real income. Um, 
if unless you use the technique I'm going to describe a little bit later, then you're not going to be able to qualify for a house with no income. The only way you would be able to purchase a property in that situation, besides the way I'm going to describe, is by using uh, basically your savings to pay for the house cash. Um, if you have enough savings or a significant amount of money, you can use that money to buy a house cash. And you can buy a house with no money, you know, with... Um, with no mortgage or anything, but at the same time, you still, no one's going to stop you, but you still have to account for paying the taxes, paying the utilities, everything else that goes along with the house. So you need to have um, some kind of plan in place for that. But again, no one's going to stop you from buying. You're just going to have to make sure you've accounted for that because you don't want to lose the house for taxes or something like that. So the way that I'm going to tell you about is a tradition or is a uh, way that real estate investors have used for years to buy houses. I've been a real estate investor for over 20 years. Um, and the way that we buy houses sometimes, not all the time, is by using creative financing. Creative financing is, you might have heard of it before, you might have heard of it on a late night infomercial or something like that. But creative financing is simply the process of using some form of alternate financing other than a traditional mortgage to buy a house. I can tell you from experience right now, creative financing happens every day of the week. It's, it happens across the entire country. There is not one area of the United States that does not have creative finance deals. Um, it just it just happens. The reason more people don't do them and more people don't know about them is because people accept what they're told. So when they're told that the way to buy a house is to go get a mortgage and qualify for a bank loan and then get the loan and pay money down and all that they accept that as the way to do it. They never open themselves up to there being other ways to accomplish the same goal. And, and when you start in real estate investing, at least when I started in real estate investing, I attended all kinds of seminars and all kinds of educational things. And um, if you're not a person that's paying cash, and sometimes even if you have cash, the best option is creative financing. You have to learn creative financing techniques to be successful in real estate uh, unless you're a cash buyer. Even if you have the ability to go down to the bank and get a loan, um, I know a lot of investors that went down to the bank, got loans, and they bought three or four properties. And after a while, the bank will stop loaning you money because they think you're too big of a risk because you keep buying houses with their, their bank money. And if you mess up on those properties and lose the property, then they're going to be on the hook for all of the properties. And they don't want to do that. So they'll stop loaning you money after a while. So investors typically need to learn how to use creative financing. Now, this creative financing has usually been applied and taught to investors by other investors because it's a way for them to um, learn how to buy more property. But creative financing can work just as well, if not better, if you're buying your own personal property. So if you're looking just to buy, you're not looking to build a real estate empire and all of that kind of stuff. You just want to buy your own property, but you're not ready to find, you can't get financing yet. Then creative financing is an excellent option for you. So um, that goes into my story. Like I said, I've been a real estate investor for 20 years and I've used creative financing to buy countless houses. In fact, the last time I got a bank loan, I started real estate investing when I was 20 years old. Um, and I have been buying property. I think the last time I used a mortgage to buy a property might've been when I was 22 or 23 years old. I haven't bought a property with a mortgage. We're going to a bank and applying for financing in years. 
Um, and I still buy multiple. I buy more property now every year than I do than I did ever when I was getting bank loans. So it definitely can be used. Um, there are a couple of steps to getting uh, getting creative financing. I'm going to break them down uh, as quickly as I can to make sense of it. The first step to doing something creatively is your logic has to change. The the you have to find the right person or the right property or the right opportunity to offer a creative financing deal. And what I mean by that is you have to find a motivated seller. Um, now, when people think of someone who sells a home, typically they always think, well, the person is selling the home because they want the money from the home. But I'm here to tell you that every day of the week, every day of the year, people sell houses for, for reasons that are completely unrelated to money. Because um, they just, houses, if they're not, uh, necessary. If you don't need them, they can become a burden on you. Paying the taxes, mowing the lawn, making sure the house doesn't get broken into, uh, keeping an eye out on the house, uh, doing repair and maintenance work on the house. These things, if you're not making money for the house or if you're not in the business of making money on houses, these things are burdens and they can wear on you and get you tired and, and you want to sell the house. You want to get rid of it so you can get rid of the burden. Same way I, uh, people uh, sell houses without money being their main motivator when their um let's say their mother lived in the house and they have so many memories in the house and they just can't bear themselves to go into that house and deal with the situation and look at the memories or something like that uh and they just want to sell the house and they're motivated from something other than money their main goal is not to get as much money as possible same way uh you'll come across people that inherit houses they inherit houses from a family member that they didn't expect to inherit a house from. They now have this house maybe out of state or out of their area, or they just don't want to deal with real estate. They're too busy living their life, and they'll be motivated to sell. So that's the first step. The first step is to find a motivated seller. The next step is to present a possible solution to that seller. Once you find the seller, um, and, there, and a lot of times the seller isn't going to openly say, hey, I'm willing to do creative financing. You kind of have to have an idea of what would make sense for you and then listen to what their their problem is and see what kind of solution would make sense for their problem. And it would solve your problem at the same time, solve their problem. It's not very difficult, but it, it takes a little bit of knowledge of learning what techniques you can use. And there are only three or four techniques um, that you can use when um, buying creatively. It's mortgage takeovers, uh, owner financing. Uh, short-term financing and long-term financing and there are little variations you can do on each one of those but um, owner financing or mortgage takeover financing or a combination of the two are pretty much the main ways that you can um, offer a solution to a seller and so after you've offered a solution and you can answer their their objections or their questions or would, how would it work in this situation, once you can answer those questions easily, then it's just a matter of agreeing on the terms, which usually isn't that hard. Like I said, uh, the price a lot of times for these motivated sellers is not the biggest issue. It's more of being done with the problem and, and you resolving the problem. Um, once you agree on that, then you just need to get proper paperwork set up. Um, you can get that either from an attorney, although, although an attorney is not necessary. 
Um, but if it's something you're not familiar with, then I would probably suggest going with an attorney. But again, even if you go with an attorney, you have to be sure that this attorney is comfortable with creative financing. I remember when I first started and I went to an attorney to help me with paperwork. And the first thing the attorney did was tell me that this can't be done. You can't do stuff like this. And I was kind of taken back because I said, you know, I've read all these books and all this information and they're all talking about how they do this all the time. And for the attorney to tell me it can't be done, it kind of kind of shook me, made me kind of nervous. But what I ended up doing was luckily I ended up going to a different attorney who was more well versed in creative financing. And he told me that, yes, this can be done. It's done all the time. And he was able to close the deal. A lot of times we think that because someone has a title like doctor or attorney, that they know everything there is to know about that particular subject. But that truly is not the case. Sometimes you can get an attorney and they are completely not versed in what you need them to be versed in. So you have to find an attorney. If you're going to have an attorney do your paperwork, you have to find an attorney that, um, can offer that kind of paperwork and is comfortable with that kind of transaction. Um, I have that type of paperwork. If you're interested in something like that paperwork to do a creative finance deal, um, by all means, drop me a note and I will send you a copy of my paperwork or at least kind of advise you on um, what paperwork you need and if you should get an attorney or if you shouldn't. So drop a note in the comment section and I'll be sure to um, follow up with you. Uh, once you have all your paperwork signed and, and completed and everything else and you move into the property, the last step you're going to want to do is often you're going to want to um, you own the house and you'll have control of the house at that point. But you're going to want to get your own financing in place. Now, you don't have to get your own financing in place. In fact, I've, I've bought and sold several properties, lots of properties where I never got my own financing in place. But if you're someone who's going to be living in this house and it's going to be your residence for a while, you might want to consider getting your own financing in place so that you can pay this financing off and have, you know, get a traditional mortgage. The difference between this and a regular way of financing is that when you're getting financing at this point, you're refinancing the loan you already have with the seller or that you've already set up. Um, so it's a different type of financing and it's it, a lot of times the requirements aren't as stressful. You don't have to have money to put down. Uh, your credit doesn't have to be as strong. If you've got a payment history, um, which some people might be unsure how they can show a payment history to a, um, to their, to an owner with owner financing. But if you set it up the right way and, and, um, again, can I own, we, you know, have a lot of these systems in place to show people how to set up their own financing and track it and everything else. Then, um, once you set it up the right way, then you can show that payment history to the, uh, to a bank and you can get new financing or get a refinance. So without getting too detailed, because it's hard to give you exact details because every situation is unique, but those are the four steps you need. The first is to find a motivated seller. Uh, the next is to present and negotiate a deal. The next is to sign the documents and get your documents completed properly so that your interests are protected. And the last is to do the refinance or purchase, um, you know, do a get your own financing. Um, there's a couple of steps in between. It's, it's kind of like explaining to someone how to play basketball. All you have to do is put the ball into the hoop over there. But then to have that person go against Michael Jordan is kind of different because, you know, there are a lot of nuances that you have to learn. But it's completely learnable. It's not very hard. And once you learn it, you'll be able to buy a home quickly. If you're going to spend time looking for a rental or looking for a um, place that you can 
uh, purchase, you're going to spend just as much time doing getting a creative financing deal. And instead of renting, you can actually become an owner. So if you're interested in it, consider it. Um, you know, I might do some more podcasts in the future about uh, how to buy a house with no credit or savings if you have further interest. Um, and we'll go from there. Again, if you have any questions, um, please leave them in the comments section on our blog at canown.com slash blog. Um, also, if you're watching this or listening to this on iTunes, please leave us a review. I'd love to get your reviews and feedback. If you think I'm doing a great job with these, you know, I'd love to hear it. If you think there's another topic you'd like to hear me talk about as far as getting financing or uh, buying a home, then I'm open to hear it and I can put it in here. If you have questions or you want me to answer a specific question, you can um, leave me a, send me an email at support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at caniown.com. That's support at caniown.com, and I will get your question uh, into a podcast. Until next time, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to um, helping you with any of your problems. I wish you the best, and uh, we'll go from there. Talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.